Previously on Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High, colon, the Cyber Squatch Imperative. Saddle up, gang. We're going to the Prospect Quandary crash site. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, Dad, what are we looking for? What are we doing? It's the shape of a small metallic sphere with a couple of guys sticking off of it. Uncle Jeff, I think I found it. Angela, I think that you found it. Yes, I won. Go, Cyber Squatch, go! He's building some sort of psychic acoustic resonator. Right, right. So that will do what exactly? Yeah. I do not know. As you get closer, Zeke, you see that this glowing is actually a bright blinking LED. And you see the label on this box, which reads Indigo Corporation Labs Laser Grid Motion Detection System. Uh... And we cut to a wide overhead shot of the clearing as we see spotlights crack on from all directions. And then we hear the sound of multiple helicopters flying overhead. Step away from the weird machine. We've got you surrounded. I'm coming to get my cyber squatch. And now, the thrilling conclusion. Ah, beans. How did we not hear them until just this moment? Helicopters are so loud. It's tough for me to concentrate when I'm in a sped-up montage. (laughs) (laughs) We see at the edges of this this semi-clearing, Indigo Corporation Labs goons armed with um, some sort of futuristic technological long guns begin to crowd into the space and level their weapons at you. We're surrounded! Yeah, clearly. Oh, beans. Okay, I know our first instinct is usually fight, but I think we should save that as a last resort. And uh, I think that you and I, Penny, we can make a force field. Maybe to stall some time and get this machine going? Yeah, I've practiced kind of. Um, I'm down to okay. give it a go. Okay. Um, heck, Zeke, Penny, Jeff. Everyone, take hands and form around the Sasquatch. Heck, Voltron yourself. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, we see in a uh, Harryhausen-esque reverse stop-motion shot, Heck's arms and legs crawl uh, ricketedly across the ground and uh, reconnect with his human body. And then cuts very obviously from the Heck mannequin to the real human actor playing Heck as he gets up off the ground, dusts himself off, and runs over to join hands with y'all. Glad to have you back. <laughs> Glad to be back. My hands and legs have new memories of their own now. <laughs> Great. Well, touch base on that later, Heck. <laughs> How so. am I helping in this situation? Just shut up and hold our hands. Okay. Think happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. Is this Peter Pan? What are we doing? Penny and I are going to build a force field to protect us and the Sasquatch and the machine. I'm going to use my bark powers to just build a dome 
crawling above us, and then Penny can bring her force field psychic powers to fill in the gaps where my twigs can't. Got it. Basic team up procedure. Yep, I got it. Yep. Magic girl team up. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Um, this is definitely going to be a roll from both of you. Okay. I think that this is patience because it's a sort of considered teamwork action, right? Mm-hmm. Does, do y'all have any argument that you would be an expert or prepared for this? Probably not an expert, but this is something that I've practiced. Mm-hmm. We did practice that. Just on a smaller Penny, scale. Yeah, Pennywise, we did. Pennywise? Pennywise. The dancing clown. <laughs> okay. I think you can both roll prepared patient for this. That's a success. I got a four and a six. Mm. Angela fails. We see Angela's vines leave her hands, begin circling on the ground, and working their way up to kind of encapsulate us all. At the same time, Penny's powers begin to fill in those gaps to create um, a protective shield around all of us and work their way up until they meet at the top. Yeah, we we hear the telltale sound of Angela's vines growing, uh, and we hear the... I'm sorry, what do they sound like? <laughs> like little bugs in there. And we hear the psychic wave energy of Penny's telekinetic shield reinforcing these vines as they grow. Terrific. And <laughs> and then we hear something else. I'll let you do the full on this one too, May. Uh, and then we hear the enraged scream of the swamp cabbage bionic man as he charges full force out of the wilderness and towards y'all. Good, that was really good. Really good. <laughs> I envision Totoro when he's saying <laughs> <laughs> That's how I scream too. We see this little half human, half ape, half skunk, half cabbage, half robot man charging, his leash trailing in the wind behind him, his eyes full of rage as he barrels towards all of you and your protective dome. Just as Penny's telekinetic force field is about to close the final gap of space surrounding them, we see the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man's robotic arm burst through Angela's vines, grab Angela by the antler, and pull her out from the circle. As Penny's telekinetic shield finally closes behind her. It's okay. (laughs) I'll be okay. The Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man screams in rage once more before hurling Angela into a tree. Ow! Uh, Angela, as Angela starts to stand up from being thrown against the tree, she's out of breath. (sighs) Swamp Cabbage Man! It's me, Angela, from earlier today. And you see in his eyes that he is in a total berserker rage uh, as he charges at you for another strike. Uh, 
Um, so Angela is trying to think really quickly about what she should do. She doesn't want to hurt him, but she does want to control him. So she is going to try to use her vines to just wrap him up. Okay, as you did with the Cyber Squatch, right? Yeah, so I would say that I am prepared and I am an expert. I think so. Correct. (laughs) Uh, I think, again, this is going to be patient, not reckless. Do you have three dice there? Oh! Yeah, Yeah, you get three. Big money! Okay. (laughs) No Your experience at this move, this is your signature move now. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Thank God, because the other two were five, so... So I get to ask a question, too. Um, How can I get Cabbage Man on our side to not attack us? Yeah. What can I do (laughs) so that he can be our friend (laughs) and we can kill everybody else? Yeah. What what the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man Mm -hmm. wants more than anything is to feel validated and included. Okay. Me too. And that's basically what Noah Langley's been, prov- the boss man has been, been providing as an opportunity to Help. like be included in something and do a good job. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Yeah. Angela takes a couple steps back from Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man and extends out her arm and goes, huh! And then her vines fall out of her arm and slink across the ground and start wrapping its way up the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man. We see the, the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man's metallic jaw clench in frustration as he struggles futilely against your rapidly climbing vines. Listen, I just want to talk. It's not going to hurt you. I just want to talk. We don't have a lot of time. Oh, going to get in trouble with the boss, man. Listen, we won't let him hurt you. And you hear at that moment, the amplified voice of Noah Langley, the man in the ill-fitting suit, being projected from a bullhorn from the sky. What are you doing, Cabbage Man? Finish them off! Listen, Cabbage Man, don't listen to him. Uh, listen or don't listen! <laughs> listen, look at me, look at me. Angela locks eyes with Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man. He locks eyes with you, Angela, and you see his big, bulbous eyes filled with fear and confusion. Listen, don't be afraid. I'm not going to hurt you. Help me and my friends, please. Uh, Bossman said I have to get you. But why? Bossman says it. But I haven't done anything to you. I won't be a bad boy. You're not a bad boy. You're helping the cyber squatch. But he escaped. He's a bad man. But he wants to be with... He, he didn't belong in there. You don't belong in there either. Just help me and my friends, please. We need to help Cyber Squatch. We see the bulbous eyes of the Swamp Cabbage Man dart furtively in the direction of Cyber Squatch, uh, who in his Sasquatch hand is holding his flying V guitar and with his metallic hand is coldly flipping the bird to the Cabbage Man. Oh my God. <laughs> Cyber Squatch, now is not the time. Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man wants to help us, right? Angela looks back at him. Uh, I'm gonna get in trouble. We will protect you. You can live freely. Uh, you won't be told what to do and you'll get to go on fun missions with us and stuff. Liar! Me? And he gestures down to your vines, tying up his legs, and he says, You just leashed me too! Only to talk, but I'm sorry, you're right. Um, Here, 
And Angela retracts her vines quickly and rips off the leash that is kept on Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man. You're your own person. You can make your own decisions, but I promise you. I'm a person? <laughs> well, sorry, that was. I can. <laughs> Wear shorts and go to a job? I mean, if that's what you want. Like a person does. Yeah, Are you wearing shorts to work? <laughs> that's what you dream of is labor? I don't know what to dream of. You can't dream, Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man. That's not true. The only dreams you have are the ones I program into you. Now get them. Fuck you, suit. <laughs> and then Angela flips him off. Do you want to stay with this fucking clown? Even if... Swap Cabbage Panic Man believes you and wants to be friends. The Cyber Squatch will kill me. No, he won't. I won't let that he happen. He hates me so much. I'm, listen, you were in a weird, weird environment. Tensions were rising, but I swear I won't let anything happen to you. Take my hand. I want you to roll to manipulate the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man. Okay. Um, I think that this is reckless, honestly. You know, trying to reason with your opponent in the middle of a heated battle is a reckless thing to do. Uh, I think because of your move, you are an expert. So, okay. A little... Can I roll again? <laughs> no. It didn't go well. Yeah. I we... failed. Angela, you reach out this hand to the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man, uh, and you see his metallic arm quiver and you see his bulbous eyes dart back and forth as you see the confusion and the indecision wash over his face and then you hear again from the helicopter the amplified voice of Noah Langley Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man if you don't do your fucking job right now I'm gonna tell Meredith and we see a, a wave of pure terror wash over the face of the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man as he swings his robotic arm directly into your center mass, Angela, and punches you back into the tree. Oh, ow! I'll take that as a no. You don't want to help us. Angela! Somebody's got to help her. Yeah, do I? Am I doing anything holding your hand still? Is this helping you at all? I think I've got it now. Go help. Okay, okay. How do I get out of this? How <laughs> do I get out of here? We see Penny let go of the hands that she had been holding previously, break her eye contact from the force field, and direct her attention to Zeke, and just very gently, telekinetically, push his little body outside of the shield. Ah. Yeah, I think Angela's gonna, like, like, clenching her chest and stomach and looks up at Zeke and is like, what are, what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I got this! You got what? I got this! Oh my god. Zeke turns in the direction of the Swamp Cabbage Man. Like Angela, arms raised above his head so as to show that he is not a threat and he is approaching as a friend. And then Zeke says, <clears throat> I want to try to communicate with the Swamp Cabbage Man in his native language. Great. Um, I think that this is pretty reckless, right? Yeah, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> uh, 
It so, is established that I spoke Sasquatch. So you are speaking. So are you speaking Sasquatch now? I think it's. I think Zeke assumes that Swamp Cabbage Man's just like a dialect thing, and yeah. he can just wing it. Yeah. Okay. He's ba- he's basing it off of his Sasquatch speech abilities. Great. Yeah. So uh, so you're an expert. Cool. So uh, yeah, two dice. Yeah. Um, reckless to get to it, try get, and get soothe this. Soothe the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man in his own language. That's a three and a six. That's two successes. Okay, paint the picture for me. Okay, so Zeke, hands raised above his head, creeps towards the Swamp Cabbage Man and just kind of waves his hands a little bit to get his attention. Yeah, we see uh, like a bull in an arena, mm-hmm. the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man's bulbous eyes lock focus on you, Zeke, as he turns to face you with his entire hulking mass. We see Zeke's eyes darting in every single direction they can as he is trying to remember every single ounce from the Sasquatch call course that Jeff taught him as a child and wishing very hard that he had doodled less in his notebook during Jeff's presentation. And he finally clears his throat and attempts to summon the Sasquatch word for friend. <clears throat> is that right? Should it be low? Should it be? <clears throat> Zeke, as you make this sound, we see no change in the countenance of the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man. However, Penny, inside the bubble, you feel the atmosphere change. And we see the Cybersquatch slowly lower his raised metal middle finger and place his robotic arm at his side. And he says, Friendship. I have not heard that word in such a long time. Joff Jeff, hold my axe. <laughs> and he uh, places the flying V into Jeff's quivering hands before stepping out of Penny's protective bubble and facing the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man. Zeke, you feel the heavy pressure of the Cybersquatch's non-robotic hand on your chest as he pushes you back. Zeke holds his position and just scoots directly back on the soles of his shoes. Push that meat sack back in that force field. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think he does. Cybersquatch says, Oh yeah, good idea, Angela. (laughs) And um, Cybersquatch looks down to you, Zeke, with a smirk, and he says, "Um, That was a brave and noble effort to talk. However... I have tried for years. The Swamp Cabbage Man does not understand the language of the Sasquatch. Ah, dang. Because. And he turns his attention to face the Cabbage Man now and speaks directly to him. Because he is not a Sasquatch. Are you, little guy? Nor are you a human, despite your terrible little outfit. (laughs) (laughs) No, you are a creature apart. And for that, I ostracized you for years. But I see now the folly of my ways. I still cannot remember much of my Sasquatch life, but the concept of friendship is one I never should have forgotten. And he turns to you again, Zeke, and gives you a big thumbs up. 
Zeke, arms still raised, just gives him two thumbs up. He turns back to the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man and he says, Come, little stinky man. (laughs) And he reaches out his Sasquatch hand with the palm up and he says, I know what you seek in your heart is acceptance. Acceptance that I have long denied you. But these people here are not our enemies. They are our friends. Plus, I need someone to play my drum machine. (laughs) (laughs) Won't you join us? We cut to a close-up shot of the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man's frankly fucked up and repulsive face. Oh my God. As we see a single tear glisten in the bulbous eye of the skunk man. And he reaches out a hand and places his palm on the cyber squatches. And he says, Friend! Friend! I will, I will play your drum machine. <laughs> but first, you know there is one thing that we must do. And Cyber Squatch nods solemnly and grasps the hand of the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man and begins t- to spin rapidly oh, in a no, circle. No, 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 no. <laughs> Before, at peak speed, letting go. And we see the beautiful arc of the Swamp Cabbage Biotic Man as he flies up into the sky, headfirst into Noah Langley's helicopter, which explodes on impact. Whoa. Whoa. I'm not going to lie. I was wanting to do that, too. Wait, is Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man going to be okay? Angela, your question is answered immediately. (laughs) As with a thundering crash. The Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man lands in a cool fist-down Superman pose on the ground in front of you. Oh, cool. Dang. Before the exploded, disembodied remains of Noah Langley fall down in chunks around him. Oh, 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 oh God! Oh, oh God! Horror show! Okay. Horror show! That was cool, but then oh. it was really bad. We cut to Penny and Jeff just in the bubble, <laughs> mouths dropped, and Penny looks to Jeff and says, I'm really glad we're in this bubble. I can't believe Cyber Squatch did that with a blindfold on. <laughs> Zeke, Angela, Cyber Squatch, and the Cabbage Man are all just covered in a, in a thin crimson mist. <laughs> okay, let's go back in the forest field. Oh, God. Penny, can you set the force field to pull the blood off of us as we walk through it? Because I'm gross. I cannot, but come inside. Uh. And we see Penny direct her um, hands to to um, where Angela, Zeke, Cyber Squatch, and our Cabbage Boy are, and just kind of like extended enough to scoop them in, and then it retracts, pulling them in. The moment all of our uh, our team, new and old members included, are inside of Penny's protective bubble, the science goons who have surrounded the clearing all open fire. 
However, these crude energy weapons are no match for your psychic bubble, and you hear the ricochets of their laser blasts bouncing off of the dome. The sound of these reflected laser blasts gradually fades away as the Cyber Squatch removes his blindfold now, hands it gingerly back to Penny. Thank you. And we see him reach into a pile of sound card boxes and pieces of wire and remove his drum machine, into which he plugs an XLR cable uh, and then presents it to the Swamp Cabbage Man. He then lifts his axe and solemnly ceremoniously plugs its instrument cable into his machine. Okay, Joff Jeff. (laughs) Power up the reactor. It's time to do whatever it is I'm trying to do. And Jeff says, um, okay. Now, according to Dick, uh, who I've been texting throughout. Wait, wait, what? This reactor won't emit any radiation if we've hooked it up properly. So we'll probably all be fine. Oh, uh, okay. It's too late to ask questions. Dick says hi. Hi. Uh, And he says if we can't make it to the party, he understands. No, what? No, we're going to the party. Anyway, here we go. And we hear a loud kathunk as Jeff flips on the reactor. And we see a glow. And we hear a mechanical whir as all the components of this machine spring to life. And Cyber Squatch nods to the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man and says, All right, little buddy. Hit it. force of rock and roll and psychic energy pass through your bodies. Oh. Feels so good. I feel like 10 10 to 20 times cooler. You want that flower on your head? Oh, Oh, I forgot about the flower. (laughs) And uh, as the the formaldehyde-soaked goblin foot begins to spin, we see (laughs) these acoustic waves of psychic energy emitting from the flying V and begin to expand in concentric rings. And Penny, you're able to see them 
sort of uh, butt up against your psychic dome and press and expand it out before your dome shatters into a beautiful shimmer of a thousand psychic crystals as these psychic acoustic waves, now free, spread out throughout the forest. Dang. That ripped pretty hard, Squatch. What did it do? The air is full of silence. Even the Indigo Lab's goons have ceased their firing and are looking around themselves in quiet confusion. How do we know if it works if we don't even know what it does? Does anyone feel irradiated? Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man raises his hand. <laughs> you you feel irradiated? Um, what does that feel like? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. There. At the edge of the forest. Where? Your attention is drawn now to a bright blue glimmer emanating from the edge of the forest. We zoom in slowly as this ethereal glow drifts determinedly closer. We see the armed science goons posted there back away in fear, leaving an opening for this mysterious incandescent figure to emerge into the crash site. With this luminous interloper now in full view, you recognize in an instant that despite being a bit less cybernetically enhanced and a bit more see-through and spooky glowy, the presence before you is a dead ringer for the Cyber Squatch. It's Bigfoot's ghost. Oh my God. Squatch, is that, is that you? The Cyber Squatch gives no indication of having heard you, Zeke. His attention instead is utterly transfixed on the cryptozoological phantasm drifting inexorably towards him. With a thud, he absentmindedly drops his flying V to the ground and begins to walk slowly in the direction of Bigfoot's ghost. As the two Big's feet grow closer to one another, you all feel the air grow heavy with pressure. Like that feeling when you push two magnets near each other, but then the magnets are like, nuh-uh, no thank you. You feel the atmosphere crackle with electricity as a blinding, beatific glow surrounds the two cryptids. Or one cryptid? Loose twigs and pine needles begin to raise off the ground and hover as the Cybersquatch and Bigfoot's ghost each raise a hand. And we smash cut to a tight close-up as these two hands connect in a powerful, but silent, but powerful high five, which is different from other high fives, and that their hands continue to travel through one another their forms coalescing. Rings of white light swirl and crackle around them as they each take one final step towards one another, towards themselves. As with a flash, they become one. He did it. Beautiful. The light fades and the air gets normal again as the Cyber Squatch walks calmly back towards you with the confidence of someone who has a soul now. Squatch? How do you feel? Angela, Zeke, Benny, Heck, Jeff. Without your aid and foolish blind faith, I never would have become whole again. And my people would never have been able to pinpoint my location, and I would have remained trapped forever on Earth. And we cut back 
to our Sasquatchian memory. For the first time now, freed from the limited view of the Cybersquatch's first-person perspective, we see again the crystalline surface of the Azure mountain lake and the towering old-growth pines that surround us. And we see the pre-cyberfied Sasquatch gazing into the eyes of his Sasquatch love as we pan out to see, in the distance, a gleaming, futuristic Sasquatchtropolis glistening in the radiance of two massive red suns. Alien cybersquatches. My whole world of Sasquatchanon possesses the technology to hyperlocate a wayward Sasquatchanot anywhere in the galaxy. But we can only be pinpointed by our individual psychocosmic vibrations. Without my spirit's presence inside my body, I could not be found. But now. Before the Cybersquatch can finish that thought, he is illuminated from above by a column of glimmering green light. Before your eyes, you all see the telltale shimmer of invisibility as the dozen or so Sasquatches who surround you deactivate their innate biological Sasquatchian cloaking devices and reveal their presence to you. Wait, so the labs didn't put the invisibility cloak in him? He just had that? No, all Sasquatches can become invisible and are also telepathic. What? I believe these are the abilities that Indigo Labs and Meredith Indigo were attempting to understand and weaponize. Uh, Dad? Everything you've written about Bigfoot is wrong. We cut to Jeff, his face quivering with excitement and terror and confusion. And he says, um, uh... Says, uh, Sasquatchanon? <laughs> and Cybersquatch places a hand on his shaking shoulder, and he says, Jeff, that's right. I remember your name now. <laughs> All those days in the forest those years ago, I was watching you search for me. I could not reveal myself to you, Jeff, because Sasquatchananian culture prohibits alerting inferior races to our existence. Prime Directive. Got it. However, I grew fond of you that day, Jeff. And had you not murdered me with your car, <laughs> perhaps we could have grown to be friends. So, uh, are we friends now? Can I come to Sasquatchanon? What? No, Dad! You can't go to another planet? Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, kid, I got a kid. <laughs> Not today, Jeff. But now, I must go. My ship awaits, as does my polycule. He says, gesturing to all the Sasquatches around him. <laughs> Wait. Angela runs up to Sasquatch. Cybersquatch. And whispers into his ear. She's like standing on her tippy toes and says, Do you remember if our heck is the one that you saw in Indigo Lab's basement? I'm sorry, Angela. I cannot know. All I know is the being I saw imprisoned in that basement and that boy there are identical. And the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man looks up at Cybersquatch now, too. And he says, um... So... (laughs) (laughs) 
Am I from Sasquatchanon too? <laughs> Do I have a polycule? <laughs> and Cyber Squatch says, Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man. My new friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know where you're from. I don't think anyone does. Sorry about that, little guy. Anyway. <laughs> Cyber Squatch out. And he begins to hover. And he, we see him slowly raise up into this bright beam of light. And we see another shimmer, this time orders of magnitude bigger than the shimmers we've seen around us here. And we see the Sasquatchian spaceship as its cloak drops. Its form, that of a pyramid and a Sasquatch head, somewhere in between. (laughs) Uh, And we see more beams of light emerge from the ship as the rest of the Sasquatchian polycule also raises up into the sky. And then in a flash, they're gone. And with a loud technological whir, the ship enters light speed and vanishes. Bye. That was so fucking weird. He was a beautiful angel. He was too good for this world. Do you think we'll see him again? No. No, I I don't. The last time he came here, he got killed by a car and imprisoned for a decade. (laughs) (laughs) We see Jeff, who is uh, crouched inspecting the machine. And he says, uh, well, I'm glad that worked, but there's something I still don't understand. What? Well, the machine put out a truly tremendous amount of psychoacoustic energy, but as far as I can tell, there's no focus or targeting mechanism built into this thing. What does that mean? It means that either A, this thing was specifically attuned somehow to Sasquatchian spirit frequencies, or B, uh, we just summoned back every ghost in about a 10 mile radius. And we pan just to the right, where hovering just above a large chunk of the prospect quandary, we see the ghosts of a fur-covered young woman in a leather bikini and a wild-haired man in a lab coat sporting a crisp Van Dyke and retro science goggles, who now says, Yeah, I'm thinking it might have been option B. And we cut to Gar Tarbles, Mechanical Bull Emporium, and Fun. In- oh my God. <laughs> you can You're do so it. So close. And we cut to Gart Tarbles, Mechanical Bull Emporium, and Funtainment Center right off Route 35, where Dick Spangler's birthday party is already well underway. We scan across the Funporium and see Angela on a small, dimly lit stage singing Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. I did it again. That's good, Angela. You look just like her. (laughs) (laughs) We see standing next to the uh, big plastic tub full of moon juice, Zeke, cup of moon juice in hand, gently stirring it with a straw, looking pensively down at his feet. Uh, Dick is standing next to him, and Zeke says, "Um, sorry I was late to your party. Oh, that's okay, partner. I mean, you know, we're adventurers, right? Stuff comes up. Sometimes you gotta, you know, 
shoot a centipede man multiple times. Sometimes you got to fight a bunch of, you know, evil skeletons. Sometimes you got to, you know, help a cyber squatch find his soul and return to his home planet. Like, I understand. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised y'all did all that and still made it to the party. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you asked me gun to my head, Dick, how long would it take you to reunite a cyber squatch with his soul and send him back to his home planet? I would say like two days minimum. <laughs> yeah, we did get it done pretty quick. I just, I, I just like you a lot, and I, and I just wanted, I just wanted to be here for your special day. I dressed like a cowboy. I dressed like a, I dressed like a snow cowboy so that I could stay warm but also look like a cowboy. Yeah, you look great. Thank you. Did you stay warm? You got like your face is all red. No, I didn't. My hoverboard got iced and I crashed in the snow and then Angela picked me up, but then we got stuck in the snow more because Bigfoot stole her car. Remember when we talked about like your hoverboard not necessarily being an all weather vehicle? I know, I know, <laughs> but I don't have any other vehicle. I need to build one. Listen, Zeke, I don't care what time you showed up. I don't care about no party. You know, I care about you and at the end of the day, there is not a single person on this earth who I would rather spend my 3016th birthday with. Thanks, Dick. Oh! Oh my god. I almost forgot because of all the Bigfoot stuff. I got you a gift. And Zeke grabs the large, mostly flat rectangle with the ratchet strap still attached to it uh, and hands it to Dick and says, the bow got kind of smashed and the paper got ripped a little bit in our adventures, but... Um, this is from me to you. It, it it was it was uh yeah. Just open it. Just open it. I don't wanna. I want to preface it. We. I can't wait. Yeah. And he pulls uh, his two six shooters uh, from his holsters and um, expertly blasts off all of the wrapping paper. Ah! Whoa! What was that? Um. So we see, as the uh, smoke clears away from Dick's present, as the last of the wrapping paper floats to the ground. A large framed poster from the 1950s of the Z-Farers, autographed by each of them, including Heck, whose autograph is noticeably much more recent Aww. than everyone else's on the poster. <laughs> oh my god, Zeke. It's me and all my friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, I spent... A lot of time looking on Jfjord, and finally something turned up from this uh, this this old lady in Europe, and it, it was I'm not gonna, I'm not going to tell you how much I spent on it because that's tacky and not important. But also, uh, due to inflation, money numbers don't really mean anything to me at all anymore. <laughs> like everything's like what is it, seventeen dollars, one hundred? I don't know. <laughs> Everything used to cost a nickel or a quarter. <laughs> Which we call two bits, because some things only cost one bit. Yeah. And Zeke just kind of, like, beams at Dick for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I just wanted you to, you know, have something of your friends that you, to, to remember them by. Wait, 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 Zeke, you didn't tell me it was present time. I've got one, too. Ooh, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, Penny and Angela both have presents for you. I right, do? Penny, Angela, give me one second. I'm going to open your presents right after I smooch my boyfriend. Zeke, Dick grabs you by the front of your snow cowboy outfit and pulls you in and gives you a big smooch. <laughs> Don't gotta do that every time. I know. I'm, wor <laughs> I'm working on it. 
We see Penny approach Dick with a ginormous hat box. And Penny opens the hat box and out comes a ginormous, the biggest cowboy hat you've ever seen in your life. And embroidered on the front, it has three eyes on the side, two antlers, and on the top, a little flower. And the rim is bedazzled with pink jewels. Um, And Penny very delicately places the giant hat onto Dick's already existing hat. Oh, you made a hat cozy. (laughs) Thank you so much, Penny. Of course. Happy birthday, Dick. Um, Angela walks up to Dick with her hands behind her back and says, close your eyes, okay? Okay. My eyes are firmly closed. Okay, keep them closed. I cannot see anything. Perfect. Thank you for telling me. Keep them closed. And Angela... I could still shoot anything out of the air, though, and he pulls both of his guns. Don't, because that's (laughs) terrifying to me. Angela pushes her present in front of his eyes. It's not wrapped and says, open your eyes. He opens his eyes. What does he see? A picture of me. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So that you can remember... A good friend that you have here. Oh. Oh, terrific. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know how I could forget about you, Angela. I've never met a, you know, changeling forest-based antlered person before, so. I know. And she touches her antler. You know what they always say? Make new friends. But keep the old. Because one is silver. And before Dick can finish that sentence, we smash cut to three tandem mechanical bulls on which we see the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man and the ghosts of Yeti Page and Zephyr Indigo, who all say in unison, Sweet slump cabbage man. I know what it is like to know nothing about who you are or where you came from. Wait, no I don't. Jeff made me. I remember the moment I gained sentience and frightening detail. Oh well, I relate to him nonetheless. Now for credits. Angela Atticus Jr. is performed by Megan Stressman. Penny White is performed by Bess Lawson. Zeke Lynn is performed by James Kedlar. James is also the composer for all of the original music. All other characters, human or otherwise, are performed by Philip Stressman, who is also the producer and game master for the podcast. Additional sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com. Oh, dang. Bigfoot stole my car was created by Paul Madagevic and is based on Lasers and Feelings by John Harper. That's it for this story, everyone. See you all again soon. Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man, it's me, Angela. Remember? So we already did that. Okay, yeah, I'm Do just you... getting back into okay, it. Okay, getting okay, back into okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he screamed. He screamed at me. <laughs> what, so what you rolled to do was time up with vines. Do you want to describe? That? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what I was doing. Um, from the top, I forgot. <laughs> we go back. That was weed has crushed my brain. Uh, don't smoke marijuana. Um, Leave that in. <laughs> As a warning to the children. 
Any babies out there listening? Street smarts. Don't smoke weed. All right.